Hi, this is Matt with Intergalactic Carol, just doing my weekly Star Atlas Week in Review podcast. This is podcast number 51. If you're interested in any of the articles or videos mentioned, please check out intergalacticherald.com and look for re- re- News Recap 99 and 100. So first, sorry I didn't make a podcast last weekend. Unfortunately, I had an emergency medical issue that pretty much took me out of commission. I am recovering, but very slowly. And then health-wise is the first problem, then catching up on everything from business, personal, family, obviously some of my Star Atlas things. So it's been a slow go. Hopefully by next weekend, things will be all back to normal. So again, sorry I wasn't able to put a podcast out next week. So for the content for this one, I'm actually going to be behind the two week, the last two weeks, since I already had written down some notes from different Star Atlas updates previous week, and now obviously the things that just occurred. So combining two weeks. So, but anyway, so we'll be going over things like the new Star Atlas DAC, the Solana outage, a new ship was released. There were a couple Atlas brews, so kind of go over those, and a couple other items there. So before I get started, just want to mention my two Star Atlas projects, which are, of course, completely off track on time. But again, I'm hoping to develop a Star Atlas merch store. So if you go to intergalacticgear.com, I do have a merch survey there. So if you could fill that out, it will greatly help me figure out some of the different things people are interested in potentially purchasing related to Star Atlas. Also, I am uh, creating, I guess I don't have to call it a non-guild guild anymore. I can just call it a DAC since it is now, we can officially register things. So, but I'll keep calling it my non-guild guild. So this is a, a different concept than the traditional Star Atlas guilds. Uh, it's going to be more of a community for Star Atlas gamers who don't want to be part of a larger guild. So a place where they can hang out. If you go to intergalacticcoalition.com, I do have an interest survey there. Uh, you can fill that out. And once we get enough people there, at some point I'll probably switch this over to the DAC link. But again, I'm still trying to figure all that out since that was released before, right? A couple days before I had my medical issue. Anyways, let's go ahead and get into the main content of, again, the last two weeks. So again, the first one is the final release by Star OS of the official DAC platform. So DAC stands for Distributed Autonomous Corporations. These have been traditionally thought of as the guilds for Star OS, but Michael Wagner, the CEO, did put uh, out a Twitter post where he mentioned that, you know, these aren't just for uh, guilds because, again, in the name itself, it is corporation. So what is a corporation in Star Atlas? Um so uh, a few people had been kind of discussing that. And again, I do think, and we'll see that with uh, what is registered and then what is allowed to continue to stay in the DAC platform. But it does definitely seem like things like content creators. I know Beyond the Ryzen, when he did his video, he created a DAC for his uh, followers of his YouTube channel. Sounds great. Other builders that are producing on the Star Atlas IP are going to create DACs. Again, corporation selling things. I mean, that that obviously matches up. And then, of course, the guild itself. So I definitely like this expanded definition, partly because I can create one for Intergalactic Herald and, and followers of, of things there and my other two efforts, too. So obviously, I think that's really great. As it was mentioned, I think in the newsletter, the rollout was kind of buggy. So sometimes I was glad I didn't jump on it right away. But I think there was a tweet that there was quite a number of initial signups. Now, buggy rollout is not at all shocking considering <laughs> other Star Atlas rollouts. So, but I think more on the the 
uh, first initial version. Uh, again, you can create it. Uh, it's, it, it's on the blockchain. People with wallets can join it. Uh, again, I haven't tried this since I haven't built one yet, but apparently the, um, approval method is, uh, quite cumbersome, but again, first version, but already some people are mentioning how they would prefer a lot more features there. And again, it does, and, and they put it out, uh, start listed in their medium announcement that there's, uh, lots of features coming down the road. So first let's give them credit for releasing it, uh, again, early February. Again, it was supposed to come out before the end of the year, but again, as is known within the Star Atlas community, as the meme is four to six weeks, years, whatever. So it's out there. It's been a long time coming. The guilds have really wanted it. And I was kind of like, well, but you're already a guild, but we'll get into this later when we talk about some of the DAX stats that some of the people after the release have been able to roll out. So totally don't remember the date on this. So, <laughs> but there was a Solani, Solana outage. Uh, I was doing my morning checks to keep my stuff in score working. And um, of course it didn't work. And then I forget where I heard um, anyways, I don't remember some other place where I found out that the whole blockchain was down. Um, and I guess this is again, another one of those things that, um, and I think I've mentioned in a couple past videos that, you know, as much as we talk about, well, oh, the blockchain's great, it's decentralized and all this. Um, but what happens when the blockchain doesn't exist? Um, yes, apparently Solana's outages are less frequent than they used to be, but it does affect gameplay. And, I guess it's easy to dismiss it. Oh, you know, it's no big deal. It was up in five hours. But again, if you were doing something or planning to do something. So again, I'm, I'm not really like trying to harp on this. And, and again, this is more of a symptom of any technology can go down, uh, whether it's, you know, Visa credit card processing, Google search, Microsoft email, Amazon website and all this. But again, and games go down too. Xbox Live goes down. So again, it's... I guess more of my point isn't that it went down, but it's more of, again, just because a blockchain is decentralized doesn't matter if the whole blockchain has become unavailable. So, again, just a little bit of, you know, blockchain in of itself is not a pure technology that isn't impacted. I mean, again, the whole Internet is based on a protocol, TCP, IP, and if it were to fail, the Internet would fail. So, again, just more of a technology is not perfect, no matter if it's new or not. So. Next point, there was a new ship that was released. I have completely forgotten the name. I was intending to buy it, but I haven't due to being unavailable or not using my computer for a week. But it had a really great price point, I believe it was a racer. So in some sense, this is similar to the other things that comes out. But what was interesting, though, kind of in this theory that they are releasing ships, even though I haven't heard anything about an actual uh plan for doing this they just seem to show up but what was really interesting on this new ship was a couple skins for it were released along with the ship one for the jupiter in kind of i guess because there was the jupe coin airdrop but she had to buy it in jupe and then there was i think two puri skins for the new uh, star house community coin so those were released and you had to purchase them in um Puri. So that was pretty cool. They used a different company, uh, Neoswap, I think is what they mentioned. Yeah, yeah. And the CEO for it was on the latest Atlas Brew. So if you want to hear a little more about that, uh, check out that Atlas Brew. Um, so again, it was kind of great to see uh, kind of Star Atlas doing outreach to different communities. Uh, again, the bigger Solana one with an index, or excuse me, exchange of Jupe, 
Jupiter and then the the star Atlas one. So what I wasn't 100% sure is, again, can we see these skins in the showroom yet? And then I kind of realized later on, well, nothing shows up until the showroom's updated because that's the traditional gaming technology on the Unreal Engine. So I, I don't think things can just magically show up inside of the showroom, the UE5 version, unless there's a new version of that. Again, not 100% sure on that. So again, kind of create, I mean, interesting, but again, doesn't really change anything. Kind of goes, I guess, back to the the Pokemon from thing of, you know, collect them all. But again, it is cool to see new ships being reused regularly, both very inexpensive ones. I, I think it was $15, but don't quote me. I mean, whatever it's in the marketplace. And then, you know, they had some of the bigger ones too. So overall, just, I think, good there. And again, if you're in the collection mindset, which I guess I am a little, at least on the cheaper ships, yeah, I'll probably buy that one at some point. Maybe I'll set up my Star Path link as a good excuse. Anyways, so two weeks ago, there was, or yeah, second week, there was an Atlas Peru community up or just normal updates and then they actually started talking about crew members which was really interesting and they mentioned that this was kind of intentional they really wanted to talk about them i'll refer you to Aphia's newsletter for that week because Funcracker did a great synopsis of all those things there were lots of details again i apologize I'm just not able to remember everything <laughs> Sorry, this is not one of my more in-depth analysis and rambling ones. So, But anyways, it was still cool that more information about the crew members came out. Of course, nothing about when they'll be available, but just how crew members themselves. And, and again, I guess they re- referenced some of the previous information about it, not just the most recent crew pack and the, the mobile app, but just that they'll have different characteristics, different ways to level them up in different aspects. Again, it was really interesting, but... And they mentioned this a lot on the Atlas Pro. Again, everything's still in development, so what they say now may not be what comes out, which, again, we're seeing the the build in public type of thing. So it was kind of interesting, but I just kind of took everything with, like, yeah, but we'll see what actually comes out. So, But, again, compliments on great content. Seems like, at least this year and most of last year, the Atlas Brews are the really way for everybody outside the foundation room to really get insight into what's going on. So I, I applaud the community team for consistency showing up every week, bringing topics to there. So that's all great. I think, tax stats, where did that come from? I think it was one episode of Metaverse Nomads where they were talking about the DAX stats. So a few different people have created different dashboards, data analytics type of stuff for the DAX stats. And I guess what's interesting is because the DAX, i.e. guilds, just for lack of the majority of people are going to consider DAX to be guilds. Anyways, now that a DAX has a web address, excuse me, a wallet address on the blockchain, and then people can associate their wallets to that DAX profile, um, again, I'm still not sure I'm getting all these words right. It was mentioned was, so people have now had charts. So the first one that was, was discussed, I'm pretty sure it was Meta, Metaverse Nomads, and I think it through. How many members are in each DAC? So now we have a quantifiable, though there were some issues with if the data is accurate. And I'm like, well, it's on the blockchain, but maybe it's how people are pulling the data. Again, not 100% sure, sure don't understand all the blockchain things, but traditionally, if you have a database... You can pull data and the data is accurate. So 
but again, whatever. So now we can see the DAX, i.e. guilds, and the number of members. So as they slowly uh, make, get all their members to link up, we will have a quantifiable way to see which are truly the biggest DAX based on wallet connections. However, I was realizing I can just create a wallet and add it. So it doesn't really, <laughs> in other words, it can be inflated by just creating fake wallets because how can you prove that that wallet is not true? Now, the guilds could not approve them, but again, aren't you going to prove them? So, so I think there's a little bit of take all those statistics a little bit with, is it true? Because again, again, I want to inflate numbers. I can just create more wallets. But here's where it was really interesting. I hadn't put two and two together. And I guess, again, this is where some of these blockchain data, data reports, data runners is great. If you link a wallet to a guild, that wallet potentially has Star Atlas assets in it. Because again, it's all on the blockchain. Don't know your name, but now I know you have identified with this DAX. So you can then show fleets. Now, fleets, not like in Sage Labs, but just assets in your wallet. So if someone has a wallet, they link it to the guild. The guild can say now, hey, we have this many members. And of these members, these are the total number of ships in the wallets. So this, I think, is much more interesting than just the total count of wallets, but the total amount of Star Atlas assets. Because again, it could be ships, it could be resources, it could be the posters, I mean, anything. Now that data, I think, is finally where we can start looking at the true sizes of the guilds um, based on their fleets. So uh, that was the, the total revelation to me. So I appreciate that the Metaverse Nomads made that kind of connection because I just hadn't at that point. So anyways, so I thought that was really cool about the deck stats. Another topic behind the horizon released, I think it was this episode six of his score versus Sage I guess it was tutorial, but then it moved into, or actually, I guess it was come. It was first. Sorry, it was first. Which which one gets better results? Then it moved into some tutorials of some tools, and then I think now that he's used that tool, he's able to produce a kind of final summary. And I think it was over a week, maybe eight day period. So I think it was episode number six of that series. So it was really great to see the the difference there. So I think the biggest takeaway was the automation using the Sly Assistant did allow him to make more money and over time from Sage versus Score. Now, what was fascinating was the money was real in the sense that I think it was like over 50 bucks USDC. So, I mean, that's nothing to sneeze at. I mean, that's real money. You can go out to dinner with that. That's not latte money. Though I just realized in hindsight, he made more, but what would he have made in comparison? Anyways, it doesn't matter. It's a great series of videos. It proved what we kind of were expecting that if, or hoping, I guess, if you spend more time in Sage Labs or Sage, you should earn more stuff in this case, it was Atlas, than in score. And so it shows that, yes, it can do it. But a couple caveats to that. One, it, if I remember correctly, one of his earlier series is when he was doing it manually, he wasn't able to make that much or was uh, a very small amount of actual money. 
But once the tool was introduced, the automation, that became better. So again, this I think is uh, one big point it proved is that going forward, automation is the only way to scale these up and make them actually possible. So kind of going back to some of my earlier podcasts where I was kind of talking about why can't this just be an RTS where we just send out our our little whatever creatures, you know, if you're an Age of Empires person, and they go harvest food or mine or lumber or something like that. And, and so it's starting to seem more and more likely that tools are going to be what's going to go for it. Now, does the team put the tool in, in the game or... Do we, as a community, build those tools, sell them? I, I don't know. But again, tools seem to be uh, something there. Um, the other thing that was interesting, um, because near the end of the video, he mentioned, uh, Beyond the Horizon mentioned that he had uh, used some of his airdrops to buy some more ships. And I'm pretty sure he put the newer ships into his fleets. Not 100% sure there. But uh, sure made it sound like, again, to have these dollar amounts uh, need of a, quote, larger fleet. Now, I'm using the word larger because I didn't see the entire video. And even if it, you know, to, you know, break down ship by ship and what what's, you know, all that kind of stuff. He was comparing apples to orange, apples to apples with score versus sage with the same fleet. So I think it was there. But again, the fleet wasn't insignificant in size. So I have found that myself once uh, over the last two years, when I got bigger ships, score became much more. So again, nothing wrong with having to need a larger fleet, but again, putting in context that you need more and bigger ships to really accomplish some of these things. And then the last thing, and if it was there, I'll be the first to admit, I'm just was trying to catch up. So I did a lot of skimming, you know, just listen to the beginning and listen to the end. I'm not sure Beyond the Rise mentioned the time it took. Now, I'm sure it was less time because of the automation tool, but still time was necessary. So I'd still be curious to know that. Now, it could be, let's assume you've figured out the tool and let's assume you've configured it. Again, one-time things. I'd be really curious what the reoccurring time commitment was, or literally, could you set it and forget about it for a week? That would be cool if that was truly the case. But again, that's more of my curiosity. So, And then the last topic, the Atlas Brew of a few days ago was actually talking about OCT trading, which stands for over-the-counter. Now, I've heard of that term before within the stock market. Apparently, it also exists within crypto. So it is basically a process where a uh, transaction or trade happens outside the traditional marketplace. Now, I guess in the stock market, this would be like, I don't know, two people selling a load of stocks at a somewhere, you know, so they knew each other. I, I, I'm not, again, I'm not a, I don't understand, but it basically for the Star Atlas environment, it was when someone was doing a transaction, like say selling a ship where it was a person to person. Now, my first thought was I'm not doing that, you know, cause again, I can't guarantee that I'll get the resource. I mean, this is why we have like escrow accounts for how we do selling houses and, and well, other things. Um, this is why eBay works because they become the third party. Um, so I was like, why do we need this? The Starless marketplace exists. Well, first it was cool. The community team was bringing this question, I guess, a lot of discussion in the discord. Again, I wasn't checking discord, so I don't know, but, but anyway, so there was a lot of things like, well, how can we make this better? So two thoughts is, well, one, any transaction could be done person to person. I mean, that's effect. If you think about it, they say, well, blockchain takes away all the, the middle people like banks. Well, I can, I don't need a bank. I just need cash. Again, common 
currency, but still, I don't need anybody. I mean, the reason I would use a third party like for a house sales, because, well, it's a big purchase. I don't want anything to go wrong. But again, in the crypto world, I'm like, well, trust. Well, they were mentioning like people want to trade within their own guild, and I guess then you trust somebody. But again, how do you know? So to me, the market price just makes perfect sense. I just put it up there and somebody bid, bids, or not bids on it, excuse me, it's not eBay, but likes my price and I, they're basically, the marketplace is the escrow. They take the money or the asset first and then if the other party agrees, then they handle it. So I, I, don't, I don't know what the problem is. But one, people are mentioning, well, there's lots of fees. And I'm like, okay, well, yeah. I mean, so there's fees. There's fees everywhere. I mean, sales tax is a fee. So I get people are trying to maximize the return and fees are bad. But, and again, that's about all I really thought of. But I just wanted to bring up again about the fees. One of the things when I was uh, talking to someone outside the community and mentioning I'd been in it for a couple of years and they were asking, oh, are they going slow? Or are they going fast? Anyways, again, it wasn't that long ago that we were all worried about runway. Uh, will Star Alice even have enough money to develop it? And again, I'm not faulting people for wanting to get around fees. I mean, fine. But those fees in the marketplace are what are going toward Star Atlas to develop the game. So they're only asking a small percentage. Again, I don't remember what it is exactly. You can decrease it by staking Atlas. But I guess just make just remind everybody, the fees are the only reason why the developers are getting paid. So if we work around the fees, then they don't get that money. And if everybody keeps working around the fees, then there's less money, which means they can't develop, definitely can't expand. So spread all the quote-unquote pain, pain fees out to the entire community and we each just pay a small transaction fee and that helps star atlas have the money to develop uh, again if they don't do fees then it's only on ships and there's only going to be so many new ships anyways i just guess everybody kind of think about this for a second if we're trying to circumvent the only way that they earn money i.e star atlas earns money then we're not supporting Star Atlas to keep building Star Atlas. Anyways, enough said on that. Anyways, sorry, again, kind of low energy, but dealing with a lot of physical issues. So that completes this podcast. Again, if you're interested in any of the links or articles mentioned, please go to intergalacticherald.com and look for news recap number 99 and 100. Again, kind of tired, so I won't do my pitch for my uh, merch store or my community Sorry, just been a hard time physically. So anyways, again, this is Matt with Intergalactic Herald. Have a great week ahead.